hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show, where your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, overworking, addictive doing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. Okay, so I am so excited to share with you one of our awesome clients, share our client with you. (laughs) So Alice has been on an amazing healing journey and I, I just, I mean, I talk to our people all the time and so I feel inspired every day with the people that I talk to, but I think there's something special when you hear someone else's healing journey Because actually there's research around this that it actually helps to metabolize trauma. So when someone's been through a chronic illness and we'll hear a lot about the weird things that were going on for Alice, um, it can be really isolating. Sometimes you get to a point where people are like, are you just making this all up? And so when you can hear other people's stories and that there is a way to actually heal and come out the other end, it can help to validate your own experience and give you more hope for yourself to end your own body burnout. Okay. So I, well, I shouldn't say I, we, Chris and I have loved being part of Alice's healing journey so far. She is so dedicated. I feel like anything that we have put down for you, you have picked up. You're like, yep, I'll do it. Yep. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Like you just jump into the deep end and willing to go deep into all layers of healing, not just, not just stopping at the physical, but the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and really healing your whole self, which is just so awesome to see. And I think the results speak for themselves when you can treat your body holistically. Plus she's just a beautiful person. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Phil. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So maybe we'll just dive straight into the dark side. <laughs> like how were you feeling? How were you feeling before you reached out to us? When I reached out to you folks, uh, I was uh, recovering from my breast implant removal surgery. And then you can talk a little bit about it because I had what people have been calling breast implant illness. And it took me a while to discover what was going on. Mm. So like even before uh, the surgery, I was having heaps of symptoms and I had my first contact with functional medicine, uh, which gave me some relief at the time, but then the symptoms came back all over again. So probably at that time, nothing would help anyway, uh, unless I removed uh, the breast implants. But uh, when, uh, because of the toxicity, I was aware that I should be doing something. So there's a lot of DIY things uh, uh, that people recommend after doing the, the removal, but I didn't want it to. I like it. There was a lot of suffering. I wanted to make sure that I was going to come back to a, a good place of functioning of health. And then I started to looking for some uh, uh, functional practitioner 
that would fit my style and we can talk about my style. And I was lucky because I saw uh, Philly talking about histamine intolerance at the time. I said, oh, do I have histamine intolerance? I discovered that I didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was in the National Medicine um, Health Week. That was last and year. Yep. It was last year, yep. yeah. And I really loved her approach. So I kind of shortlisted her <laughs> in my <laughs> list of like top three functional uh, practitioners that I, I, I felt like uh, are going to. And I asked some probing questions <laughs> and she passed on all my tests. I like, I really wanted someone that I wanted to collaborate with. Yeah. Uh, at the time I had some knowledge. I, I'm the kind of the person that I like to go deep into things. And she was spot on like, uh, 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 like I said, that, that's it. That's her. So let's do it. <laughs> I think I even, I think you even asked about MTHFR gene mutation, which we will yes. get into later. And I'm like, I just wrote a chapter about that in my book and I'm like email it to you (laughs) (laughs) that's it so for people who aren't familiar with breast implant illness so that's basically where the implants become very toxic and your body's responding really negatively to it almost like a an inflammatory response to the toxins inside the implants and for some people they can get really really sick like can you paint a picture in terms of some of those symptoms that you were experiencing before you got the implants out? Oh, before. Okay. So uh, the interesting thing is that before I wasn't aware, before I had the whole thing with the implants, I just have a bunch of sickness, seemingly unrelated. Mm. And tracing back, looking back, I have these things I can remember like since my 16, since I was 16, but even early as a child, I would take lots of antibiotics. Mm. Um, and then growing uh, like around my 16, like uh, very anxious. I didn't even know that I had some mild panic attacks. Mm. Uh, and then uh, it started in a cycle of uh, a disease that wouldn't just fight. So around my, my 20s, I would have some herpes in my esophagus and like, well, what's that? Do you have AIDS or anything? And I said, no, no, that's a very weak immune system. I remember, I even I forgot about mentioning this uh, to Philip. So I'm saying now, I, I, I went into a cycle of vaccines for uh, to improve my immune system and nothing w- would help. So uh, when, so, so like different kinds of things, always sick, always sick. Uh, when I was 31, when I was around 31, I had my daughter and that was good. It was a, a, a okay pregnancy. I took a lot of care with, um, uh, with my health and so on. And around, this was in 2012. On 2015, I have my first contact like with low carb, paleo style diets. And this kind of helped. I felt it because you remove gluten, you remove sugar. Mm. Like you kind of had this. Was say, well, that's it. So I stopped. I uh, when I was like uh, used to take like almost uh, I could take one dose of antibiotic per quarter. I think wow. four times in a year. Yeah. Like, destroying my my gut and, yeah and uh w- once i removed sugar and gluten i almost it was okay i thought well i found the cure mm. uh but then i didn't mm. and uh like i took it in 2000 um it was around 2015 i had a transient ischemic attack uh it's that's pretty kind intense of, uh, for a young person 
Exactly. It's kind of a mini stroke. At the time, it was attributed to uh, the use of contraception pills. So I stopped in there. So now I'm grateful because it was the first thing that I removed that I didn't need it, one less chemical in my body. Yeah. Uh, And then in 2016, I I was exercising, uh, I was doing CrossFit, the body was getting uh, great. I said, well, why not like uh, putting uh, some breast implants? And then I had this uh, uh, this surgery in 2016. Mm-hmm. Two years later, uh, in 2018, like I think that in the next year, I was going through some changes in my life and facing anxiety, facing like a kind of a different personality, like depression that I I I I, I, I it wasn't myself. But at the time, I wouldn't notice. You just think that's life, and that's okay. In 2018. I started having a, a heavy pain in my abdomen uh, to the point that I had to stop working. And I had to stop working for three weeks, going from GP to GP, staying overnight at the hospital just to be sent home without no one telling me what was going on. And then I came across in a Facebook ad some news of the disease that's creeping Australia. It was a lady talking about her endometriosis. Mm. And then there was a Facebook group, book group, and I was having a heavy crisis of endometriosis pain. Had surgery, uh, got better. At the time, I didn't associate it at all. Mm. Now, looking back, I'm pretty sure that yeah. uh, uh, the endometriosis was also caused because uh, the, the breast implants, they, they mess up with your hormones. Yeah. And uh, so that was two years after the uh, the the surgery to put the implants. This was 2018. 2019, the digestive symptoms appeared to the point that I was barely eating anything. Like even like I I couldn't eat anything, like meat, everything that I would eat. I was basically eating asparagus and mushrooms because it was the only thing that uh, I could eat. And at the time, it was the first time that I got uh, contact with functional medicine. That I said, well, here I'm having uh, better answers than I had so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's almost, I remember when you first reached out and you're like, been sick since the breast cancer, not the breast cancer, the breast implants. Now I've got them out. But then when we started looking back at history, definitely signs that things weren't quite right in the body, even from a young age. And then... Over the time, different things started happening, got the breast implants. Then that was like the last straw in the camel's back yes. probably. And like getting to the point where you can only eat asparagus and mushrooms. It's not worth living. <laughs> it's not. How, it's not. So yeah. How is it? it how is that all affecting like other things in your life as well? Like your relationships? Were you able to work or like? Yeah. During the whole time, I think that I was fortunate that I, I was still being able to work, but over time, like I start stopping everything. So I was very active. So I just have energy barely to work and to do the house things and nothing else. Mm-hmm. So I would save my energy to do the, 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 the basic things. At this point in time, around 2019, uh, there's something that happened that we can talk about it, that I had a slight improvement before I removed. But at this point in time, I have the list of the symptoms here, everything that I was having. So I had fatigue, chronic fatigue, Cognitive dysfunction like brain fog, memory loss, muscle aches, pain, weakness, joint pain, soreness, uh, ringing in the ears, 
heart palpitations, shortness of breath, insomnia, uh, burning pain around the chest or breast, like there's a lot of uh, pain, Mm. especially in my left breast, like vertigo, uh, declining vision. So I would go to the optometrist, yeah, uh, something's going on, but we do not know exactly what it is. Uh, digestive issues of all the type, uh, food intolerances and allergies, feeling like I'm dying, <laughs> mood swings, emotional stability, anxiety, depression. And I have this list because at the time I would take all of them to take to the GPs to say, yeah, this seems all mm. related and so on. Um, so, yeah, it was affecting a lot uh, my life personally, but I, I didn't need to stop. Uh, of working yeah leaving at in the end i had to stop exercising mm-hmm. uh, at all just to to stick to to the minimum i yeah. didn't have energy what was your experience to going around to gps and specialists and and i don't know if i've asked you this when did you actually start thinking hmm, maybe it might be the breast implants mm. um i like since 2015 I already started to have this awareness that something was going very wrong with the traditional medicine system. So I was aware, like when I would go to a GP and say, oh, your cholesterol is is a bit high, you should take Simvastatin or something like this. I knew that this wasn't right. So I know that was something that not quite okay, that the recommendations like would always always lean towards like uh, medicine and so on. Uh, about the, the breast implants, um, it was similar to endometriosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, uh, I, I usually, I research a lot, uh, but I also consider myself pretty blessed as well in terms of things coming to me unexpectedly. So I don't quite remember where I probably it was in an Instagram, uh, a post, some celebrity, someone going through it because yeah. things were starting to appear. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was it in 2019. Mm. I have this first, and then I landed in this Facebook community where there's a lot of ladies going through this and the, the professionals not recognizing. So in 2019 was pretty hard because even the professionals that were doing the explant, that's what's called the surgery to remove the breast implants, they're not fully bought that breast implant illness was a thing. So it was the woman say, no, that, that's not, we're not inventing this. We are that serious. We're going through this. Mm. So it was pretty hard. So I went to, to this doctor that she was uh, doing the surgeries in my city and she would say, uh, yeah, I've been receiving some ladies report. Yeah, we can do it. So this was 2019. Um, uh, my husband was pretty con- concerned that I was doing something a bit extreme, that I could do it and wouldn't reverse. And at the time, I ended up deciding not to do it because I was having some symptoms like the joint pain. I started associating with some autoimmune disease. Mm. And all of these things myself was trapping, like looking because no one was really giving me any direction, any help about what was going on. I said, like, this looks like an autoimmune thing. Let's let's do something that's autoimmune related. So I came across the uh, autoimmune uh, protocol diet. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped me a lot. So in 2019, from the place of just eating mushrooms and asparagus, I was able to start eating uh, 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 things again. That's awesome. 
So I thought, yeah, and what was the conclusion in, in 2019? It wasn't the breast implants. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, because you kept getting right? these these improvements. I remember you sent me a meme when we started working after a group call when we were looking at like what's the deepest root cause and we'll get to that in a secy. And you sent me a meme of a sheep um, like the man pulling the sheep out of the crack. So there was a big crevice and then the sheep is like, yay, I'm free. And then it jumps back into the crack again. And it was, that's almost like your experience. Hey, like you would do something and then it's like, oh yes, yes, yes. Starting to feel better. Okay, great. Awesome. And then something else would happen and things would flare off again. So although, and healing happens in layers too. And that was my experience as well. Like with everything that I did, there were improvements, but it wasn't until I could, heal all layers then body burnout ended <laughs> exactly yeah and that's that's my experience like even doing our treatment right mm. i would get very excited with some like feeling something now i kind of had a drop here the yeah. shit fall into the crack help me get out again <laughs> and then we would do it right <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's totally normal too like it's never just a lovely straight line up it's usually up and down up and down and little learnings along the way so, okay, so when you reached out to us, you'd had the breast implants removed and it had been about a two months, I think, or ish? Yeah, while, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, while I was like right after I had the surgery, I think that uh, even like the toxification protocols, they recommended to be done only six weeks after the surgery. Mm-hmm. So I tried to follow these recommendations. So I've made the contact and kind of pulled, okay, let's line up. The first consultations once once I'm ready uh, uh, to fully get in, and I think that's what what's what we're like we, we're like in the timeline of 2019. So after the AIP uh, diet had got better, and then I got worse, and then 2020 we have COVID. We have uh, I had COVID twice. Uh-huh. I had vaccines. So all these things like I do not really know really threw me like mm-hmm. uh, uh, I it was the worst. So yeah. that was uh, uh, the beginning of uh, 2022, and that's when I decided to uh, to do the surgery because I was convinced. Another interesting thing, like uh, three years later, when I came back to this surgeon about uh, the breast implant illness, and she said, "Yeah, I've I've been operating uh, many ladies, hundreds of them." Oh, wow. With similar uh, situation of yours. Mm-hmm. Not a single one of them got better. Uh, not a single one of them didn't get better. Yeah. Only one that had previous uh, conditions like anorex- anorexia. But yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. So three years later, the same doctor, she recognized that it was a thing. And um, yeah. That's really cool too, though, that you really like you were part of that movement. Had you not turned up and expressed the things that you were going on with you, as did the other women, like it would still not really be recognized as an issue. So it takes courage to actually almost challenge, I guess, the medical system as well in that this research isn't here yet. The case studies aren't here yet, although we're now presenting with all these things. And then three years later, it's now recognized as an issue that should be considered when someone gets breast implants. (laughs) Um, okay. So the first part, like when a client starts working with us is what we call the answers phase. So that's all the like fun lab testing and getting really clear on what body systems have burnt out. And for you too, I mean, 
we it was we we didn't know like is this as a result of the breast implants or were these imbalances there already highly likely there was stuff going on before that that made you more susceptible to having um for your body to uh, react so poorly to the breast implants so are you happy to share some lab test findings or do you remember yeah <laughs> definitely i think that one thing that's in, uh, interesting for us to share philly is that when i looked for you i came to the, yeah let's do the lab testing yeah uh, because you have these things here we're going to analyze you're going to work on them so once we have the first round i think that the mt uh mt hfr uh, was one of the things I was pretty sure that was having challenges with the MTFHR gene. Yeah. And in the end, that was my criteria to choose really actually. <laughs> and in the end, there was nothing related. It was there. There was the mutation, but it wasn't causing any dysfunction. Yeah. So, uh, it was a good finding uh, uh, as well, right? But I was, in, in the beginning, I wasn't aware. I, I, I honestly, I didn't quite understand because I didn't know what was behind. And that's why I think that initiatives like the podcast really helps to inform people uh, with the, the cases, what's going on and what's the purpose, right? Yeah. For me, Philly was just a better replacement for my previous previous uh, functional medicine practitioner that uh, showed to me like dozens of lab tests that mm. I didn't know what to do about it, felt pretty overwhelmed mm. and didn't have a way out. So Philly for me would be a, a, a step up uh, because, yeah, I trust on her um, on her evaluation, but she uh, showed much more because she has a method. And I can talk a little bit more about why the method was, valid, was valuable for me. But the beginning, my commitment, yeah, let's just have medical, uh, medicine, functional medicine appointments. And that's okay for me. And she respected. She said, that's okay. Uh, let's go to the tests. Uh, but then I, I think that the burnout part is interesting. That gave me the click that I needed something more, right? Mm. So uh, what we discovered uh, in there in our lab test. So I was in stage two adrenal fatigue. So that would explain, like, I would look at people like, how do these people, because I would go through my week working. And by the, by the weekend, like, just didn't want to do anything and with a young kid that was pretty hard to say well, how does that work i didn't even imagine that my fatigue wasn't something that was normal mm. um so also had like lot of testosterone and progesterone uh the hormonal things like uh, also related with my 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 uh previous history of uh endometriosis a uh, tiny bit of parasites. Oh, uh, tiny? The blasto was huge. <laughs> so you had blastocystis hominis. So it's yeah. tested in units. I think below two is acceptable. Yours is at 334. Ooh, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I just used because, because it was just one. Yeah. But doesn't mean that it wasn't that much. So yeah, there was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and some other things that I, I cannot explain, but I think that the, the detox issues uh, was one of the things as well. Yeah, which we haven't yet got up to. I think that's our next point and your body's so ready for that. Like generally detoxification. Well, the fact, the fact that you had such a poor outcome with the breast implants, highly likely that there were detox issues previously. I find that people who are quite sensitive or even develop autoimmune type conditions – Food sensitivities, sensitivities in general, there's generally an issue with detoxification. So although the 
So we tested, we did a few tests. One of them was the organic acid test and that looked at whether your methylation gene mutation was expressing or not. And it was pretty good. It was fine. However, even... However, you still had the detox issue. So that's still part of the picture of methylation. Um, so highly likely that little gene mutation might have just been affecting your ability to clear toxins like super effectively. How did you feel too when you got all the all this data? Well, like uh, having the data, I had the experience before, right? Mm, so yep. it was even like NutriPath, I, I have gone through that thing. So, but I had some hope that we feel we would be able to action on that data and uh, without being overwhelmed by it. Mm. And like, okay, let's treat one thing at a, one thing at a time in a way that uh, I could absorb, you know, and I think that is individual to every person. So in, in our relationship, sometimes I would say, yeah, Philly, I can take more. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sometimes you would propose something, you know, I don't think that I can take right now. Let's wait a little bit. Yeah. And there was this negotiation the whole time, like, and uh, which I, I always appreciate it. Yeah. My mentor or old mentor, Dr. Kalish. So he's the one that taught me in functional medicine. He's, I remember him saying, he's like, when you're talking to a client or a patient, imagine you've taken them out on a date. You wouldn't like pull out the menu and say, you need to have this wine and this entree. And you would, you would negotiate. You would say, what would you like? What do you feel like? And I am, I, I do respect like that everyone's different. Some people love to go all in really fast. Let's do all the body systems, although that's highly unsafe. So I'd pull those people back. (laughs) Whereas other people are a little bit more slow and steady and methodical um, and I think too, I mean, I've had other clients as well, like you, where they have had a bunch of lab tests and they didn't really action any of it because their practitioner didn't know how or didn't know when it was appropriate. Um, so yeah, so like our method is breaking it up into different body systems so that we can do that safely, effectively and in a way that aligns with how you respond as a person as well. Okay, so bunch of body systems, burnt out. That's like awesome to know about because then we can start resetting those therapeutically and make you feel better faster. Um, But a lot of people think that that's the root cause. It's like, I've got adrenal fatigue or leaky gut or detox. I found the root cause. But unfortunately, we need to dig a bit deeper. So our question always with our clients when we get the lab test results back is what actually caused these body systems to burn out in the first place? And there are a myriad of root causes. So from environment to the habits or behaviors that you have, um, we're very big on the body-mind connection as well because we're a whole being. So are you happy to share what you've discovered about yourself and root causes? Yeah, uh, there's a pivotal moment, right? So I was in that mood of, uh, Philly, just give me the, the exam, the tests. I'm going to do what you tell me and I'm going to get recovered. So while we are in this process and feeling very respectful of my choices at the time. And I can, I just, can I just clarify? Yeah. So 
Alice is talking about let's do lab tests and supplements basically. Like let's just do the lab test, give me the supplements my body needs. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Like I could, I could even hear them say like, there's some root cause. I, I just would disregard this information. My, my brain wouldn't process this because mm. I knew what I needed. And then while we were in this process, I burned out uh, from work. And it was my second experience, like with that burnout where your brain just uh, stops and I I would open the computer and my body, interestingly enough, it was my first experience where, because as we go, like we're already going through some of the things and I was having some improvements just with the supplements and with the adrenal fatigue and uh, my mind, I wasn't feeling that I was in that anxious state or depression state anymore. So this burnout was different. It was all about body reactions. Mm -hmm. So my mind would be clear. I wouldn't be thinking about about overfitting, about any like uh, uh, repetitive thought or anything. It was all in the body. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was, uh, okay, how come something is going on is not in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started having contact, uh, 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 contact with, okay, there's more than just your mind. There's more than just your, your, your physiologic system. Mm-hmm. So there's something else. And I think something that's where else. <laughs> something else going on. And I think that started. And then I, I went to feel like what's going on. And then when she explained uh, to me and then I said, yeah, I need the whole program. I need the whole thing. And then I joined uh, uh, the body burnout because I understood what they're trying to treat in there because I had a clear example of some manifestation Mm. that I wasn't able to uh, treat with supplements or with rationalization or with anything. There was something else going on. Mm, Yeah, so just I guess like more so for the listeners so the ending body burnout method looks at all layers like at the deepest root cause are the things that are held in our subconscious or unconscious state and that's really common for people who are who are having these body reactions Um, and so a lot of the times and often this occurs when we're children we have these experiences and our body's always storing these experiences and these emotions and as a kid if you have something negative happen to you generally because of the way our nervous system is hardwired for safety will usually make it mean something negative and usually about ourselves because it's kind of like it's an act of protection And so then these things get stored inside our body and for some people it will show up as like anxiety and mental health issues and that sort of stuff. But for other people, it can literally show up in the body as well, which is really common too with kids who are getting sick all the time. It's like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, let's do some gut testing and look at all that. But what else is happening in their life? Are you happy to share any sort of specifics in terms of things that you discovered that caused you to feel unsafe in your nervous system is really what it was all about exactly so that was the discovery for me right so the the the, this this thing about nervous system and nervous system dysregulation Mm -hmm. so what i've learned is that i've been with dysregulated for quite a while 
And like going back, like to the to the to the exercise, to the workshops, when you try to go deep in terms of trying to understand, like I do not have one single thing that happened that I can track uh, to the past, but it was just the overall situation. So my parents they divorced when I was five. Uh, my mom was pretty young at the time, like she was uh, 29 and like still wanting to live her life. So I kind of grew with my mom as a sister, with mm-hmm. my grandmother. So there was there was something missing. There was a lot missing. So now that I'm a mom, uh, not that I, I blame my, mam, my mom for everything, but I understood that this was really in, in, in the, the midst of my root causes. Like even the previous functional practitioner, when I told this story and she asked me some questions about my, my past, I remember she said, yeah, you're not nurtured as a child. Mm. Um, and then uh, I, I learned that this wasn't there. So many of the behaviors that I, 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 I would manifest fast as an adult, like perfectionism, uh, needing to be accepted. I was always trying to please my mom Mm. to get her attention. Mm. So I learned that many of my behaviors would lead to this, right? And it was amazing. It's not that I I blame my mom for anything. I think that another thing that we learn uh, on the workshops is that as an adult, we need to be able to parent ourselves, we have resource. We cannot. We do not need to live in the past with the blame, blaming something because she had her own struggles, her own traumas as well. Mm. And then we are able to rationalize this kind of stuff. And it's kind of a messy process sometimes. Uh, so Chris and Philly, they sometimes in the workshops they use the expression "poking the wounds." Yeah. Sometimes in the workshops you really feel like I don't like this. I, I do not feel good about this. I do not know what's going on, but I will embrace, I will process, and let's see how we move forward. Yeah. And sometime later, uh, uh, because this processing doesn't happen at the rational level, what I learned is that my body manifestations are coming from the subconscious mind uh, in this process. So, like, all the breathing exercise, it's amazing, like, uh, knowing how to self-regulate, not just by trying to have different thinking, which is part of it as well. But when it's just on your body, you need to have body things uh, that will help to put your system in a good place again. So it's amazing. Like the whole thing sum up in, in a set that really helps you to get to that place, to really understand what's going on. So I think that the first step is about awareness, about a bunch of things that I wasn't aware Mm-hmm. Uh, and then with our own investigations as well, I end up reading a lot. They have recommended books and I look for my own things as well. But it's, a, it's an amazing life. I think that's about eight months uh, journey so far. Yeah. yeah. I do remember you telling me too um, when you really went back into the past and the childhood and you were processing a lot of stuff, you had a, like a body experience. Do you remember that? Yes. Like you I were remember. tingly. I just What's had it? now. Oh, did as you? you yeah. Yes. Oh, it just came it back was, again. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a tingling sensation. Like at the time, as I was uncovering, mm-hmm. uh, there was this tingling sensation. It was, I'm feeling now. As good I, as good I'm sensation? Like energetic, it kind of, or? it's not bad or good. It's energetic. Yeah, uh, it's not bad or, or good. It it was kind of like uh, you said, like it's energy, like mm. feeling something being uh, 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 unpacked. Yeah, like it's Shifted. crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, I I had 
I don't know if it, it was exactly the same. And I've told um, our clients this story many a times, and I think I've shared it publicly as well. But when I was doing my own inner healing and um, then my heartburn shifted and same feeling, like it was just that energy. For me, it was like really intense light and love and rippling through my body. But it like that's that energy and that shifting of energy is healing. Like it's healing stuff. It's moving emotion. It's helping to regulate your nervous system. Um, and it can literally dislodge symptoms as well, which is just yeah. phenomenal, amazing. I'm processing a bit more like small electric impulses. Yeah. So the tingling would be some tiny, tiny bit one, one side by side with the other. Yeah. And that's it. As I was processing, I would feel like uh, when something new was uncovered, mm-hmm. it was kind of that aha moment, but manifested in my body. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So cool. Um. Do you have any other examples too, like when you realised things were shifting and changing and uh, your problem was getting solved, like anything else showing up health-wise or even the way you were showing up as a mum or a wife or in work? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that uh, uh, you have this increase. It's. Uh, I think that for me this increase of mental space uh, was great. Like you have this increased capacity mm-hmm. where, where the time and energy, they're not too much of a blocker. Well, of course I noticed that my energy were the blockers and you have sometimes that liturgy to do some things like, uh, even to cook. There's been quite a while since I wasn't able to cook, like finishing the work day. That's a pretty recent one. Uh, Philly. I haven't Yay. even updated you on this. Oh, nice. I've been cooking on a daily basis with a lot of pleasure, which is different than just doing the things because you have to do Yeah, like doing now because my family, and that's something that sometimes uh, appears uh, on the workshops and we have people like from in different stages, uh, uh, on the journey, but this thing about being kind to yourself, like, okay, right now I, I cannot do this, but I know I'll be able to do it. So, but I need to keep finding a way and testing things, giving some time and so on. So this increased capacity, I like, even at, at work, I, I, I'm a soft engineer, so I, I didn't, I wasn't, uh, studying more was giving me a bit of anxiety. And I started feeling energized again in learning more, Mm. like in doing more and how I show myself as a mom. So there was a lot of guilty because sometimes I wasn't present at all. Sometimes I didn't have the energy and I'm much more patient. Of course, like every mom, we have our (laughs) our moments, but it's much better. It's really about feeling, feeling good about yourself. I think that happiness. Yeah. It's a bit overrated, but I, I feel content. I love it. And, uh, and you're yeah. eating all the foods again, like even some dairy and gluten and eggs when you want to, and you're not reacting to them. <laughs> exactly. Eggs was one of the last bastions <laughs> to fall because even when uh, we were going to the treatment, I was still having uh, a, a lot of intolerance to eggs. And uh, I love eggs. Like I would eat every day if uh, um if it wasn't so bad for gut diversity because you shouldn't be eating everything every day, but I I would, but yeah, I can just like uh, eat everything and it's been great. 
So good. From mushroom to in asparagus to eating everything, that's the kind of a... <laughs> Life is complete again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I have actually learned some things that I didn't know. <laughs> so I love this. Thank you so much. I'm so appreciative of you having the courage as well to come and share your story because I know a lot of people, you know, hold this dear to their heart. And so it's just, I think it's amazing, especially the breast implant, more awareness around that. And also the fact that you can go from just eating mushrooms and asparagus to eating all the things like you can heal. You have all the resources inside of you. Now, do you have anything you would like to share before we finish up for anyone out there who might be listening, struggling in body burnout or feeling like they're not getting anywhere or there's no hope? What would you say to someone if you met someone on the street? <laughs> uh, well, first, I would like to declare my gratitude for Chris and Philly's work. It's amazing. I think that's the kind of thing that goes against. It's pretty hard because you go against this telescope. Mm. Uh, when there are a lot of people suffering like because of lack of knowledge because the mainstream knowledge says something and they're going again. So I really hope that every year uh, their business, their message spread across more and more so it can touch more people like me, for example, that sometimes are in a desperate stage that do not know what to do it mm. uh, so they can have some uh, some hope and for the people who are listening that are going through some uh, tough moments um, I think that there's a way so all these things like sometimes even with mental health issues there's a narrative like oh you're depressed you're actually you're nothing like you're a beautiful human being there are some circumstances in your life that led you to where you are and everything can be healed. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the message. Keep looking forward. If you're listening to this podcast, you're in the right place. So that, that's what I'd say. Awesome. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> I Amen. love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. So appreciate you. And we love having you in our life. <laughs> <laughs> so do we. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our ending body burnout assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one -on -one ending body burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have, Have the, the best, best day, day ever. ever. <laughs>